Welcome everyone to another episode of the Miyotaku Gaming Podcast. As usual, I have my co-host with me, Robin. How are you, Robin? I'm doing great as always, Dennis. How are you doing? I'm doing great as well. Just preparing for our next event in the Global Game Jam. So that's going to be fun. Uh, Exciting times. Yeah. It's going to be online though this time because... um, because of COVID. reasons, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be online. Um, you can find more info. I guess I'll put like information in the description, and yeah, just go to the Nerdtago website or go to or go to our Discord. I'll put the link in the description uh, and all that stuff. Yeah, if so, if you're new to game development, especially if you're new, it's always nice when you have new people. If you're new to game development, it's like a three-day. This time it's five days because it's online. Five day kind of boot camp thing. It's fun, you know. Everyone learns how to make games within those, within a constrained period of time, and we get to team up with people of different disciplines, make new friends, good stuff. So that's what we're planning and organize. What I'm planning and organizing anyway. Uh, apart from that, uh, this week uh, I guess we wanted to talk about licensed games. Um, this was a topic that you brought up, Robin. So I guess you can carry it from here. Well, it's obvious. It's inspired by recent happenings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Lucasfilms, famous for such classics like Star Wars and Indiana Jones, they've always had a games division. So their games division has been you know well known from back in the super nintendo days many years ago yeah but recently they've been like kind of not in the best state and so now it was announced a couple of a few days ago that they're rebranding lucasfilm games is what they're going to call all games that release under their brand they seem to be like you know Getting, getting themselves together seems yeah. to be like, you know, newly organized and all that stuff so that they can release some good new games under their, under their franchises. Mm-hmm. So they followed that up with two new announcements in the form of a Star Wars game and a new Indiana Jones game. Both from different developers. Uh, Indiana Jones from Machine Games, known for the Wolfenstein games. Yep, great uh, games. Recently, Wolfenstein games. And Ubisoft. Mm, what's the studio at Ubisoft called? The one which is doing it's like, can't Massive. Like, it's massive. Yeah, massive Entertainment at, from Ubisoft will be doing the Star Wars game. So, you know, first takeaway from this is that one, uh, EA's exclusivity over Star Wars games is finally over, thank God. <laughs> they released like, I don't know, two good games under that banner. In my opinion, one good one, just fall in order, but yeah. <laughs> so that happened. That's, you know, it's a good thing that EA will still make more Star Wars games, so that means hey, we'll get a Fallen Order sequel because there's room for growth there. 
but it also means that you know you can have so many other publishers taking on Star Wars. Star Wars is big. You can have various formats of a Star Wars game. So you know, it's nice to see that. And two, there's just that general vibe that oh, Lucas Films uh Lucasfilm games are realizing how important their IP are and this is something we're going to see in gaming going forward where IP are very very important indeed like i i i don't know why cuz i remember in the monkey island days those lucas it was lucas art games something i don't know like they were they had their own game studio i think uh and, and mm-hmm. they were basically kind of what they are now except the wonder studio now now they're like what a publishing arm like what 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 is lucas now they seem to be yeah it's more like a publishing arm where they are going to be extremely willing to collaborate with more developers and having those two announcement of the bats kind of sets the tone mm. that, hey, look they're not messing around they know how important the ip are and they're going to give them to big devs i think the Uh, one of the primary uh, drivers for this is people realizing that hey Batman and Spider-Man got really good games which sold really well and which were received very well critically and by fans so if you give your ip to quality devs instead of giving them to shovel to to publishers who are not going to allocate a budget yes i'm looking at your activision you know you can get something good <laughs> they put their games on mobile like that was the thing because for a while they are like back in the day license license games are like big like big games and then they kind of um fell into like the back burner i don't know if people got tired of them or whatever and then uh in i'd say last generation license games were like just on mobile um maybe cuz when you go to a an IP holder and then you say I'd like to make a game whatever and they say oh video games and they look at revenue and they're like oh the biggest platform is mobile games let's make a mobile game it's like no that's not okay fine you know there there are some mobile games that are licensed which make a lot of money like that Kim Kardashian game apparently made a lot of money at some point so <laughs> <laughs> so it, it 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 does happen but uh all these other IP like SpongeBob games there were some SpongeBob games on the Wii for some reason they were still releasing Wii games like 2 3 years ago even like so <laughs> I think they just look at where the big numbers are and they say put them there but now I guess because of the success of say Spider-Man and Jedi Fallen Order um they've realized okay here's a way to actually like not only make money but also like improve your brand in a way like there are people who may not have oh, okay now that the spider-man is a strange but let's say i think maybe there's some people who may not have been fans of star wars but played jedi for an order because it was like a souls like game and like oh star wars i guess is pretty cool and then they join that fandom so um maybe they're looking at that and and weighing the the, the options and saying okay this is actually valuable now which makes sense and for a gamer like me who likes hardcore games uh i am excited to see that stuff because we can now start fantasizing about um what else can come up yeah it's it's going to be interesting you always see gamers dream about things like oh i want this developer to make this game 
and then you know everyone just chucks it up as fantasy but with the way ip in gaming is becoming important it's looking more and more like hey these these ip holders are kind of starting to see the value mm. in giving the ip to good games uh, to good game developers types who can get results and you know i always, i always, i've always fall back to batman arkham and spider-man million sellers sold these games sold so many copies received so well among the community and whatever and it's like in having insomniac and rocksteady rocksteady yeah rocksteady yeah the being in charge of that sort of thing it's it's it really does show that hey look quality devs can get the best out of these sorts of ips mm, they can they absolutely and can. Uh, you know it's it's i look at it in two ways it's an exciting time that oh now i can fantasize about my naughty dog star wars game <laughs> but at the same time you an interesting tweet i saw from bruce trailey you know he's not he's basically not in the industry anymore yeah Rusfeli is uh, the creator of the last of us by the way yeah. yeah he's not in the industry anymore and he was responding to a tweet talking about uh you know licensed games and all that stuff and he said something along the lines of uh i don't want to see you know the question was what are your dream franchise slash studio collaborations and he says none we need all that talent and money focused on creating new content new ip and innovating in the triple a space which is you know it's a take which you when people are so excited you don't usually see and i found it really interesting that oh with how triple a game development is and how much money staff and time is needed to make triple a games is it a waste to use the big studios on licensed IPs example being like let's say Spider-Man would you rather Insomniac be working on something else than them like just Sunset being Spider-Man I mean okay so there's two things right there's that whole notion and I mean, we've talked about this before the whole thing of uh AAA game dev has gotten more expensive and they're not making any money anymore, which I've debunked and I've said they are making No, they're not more. not that they're not making it, but but it is still, you know, expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. Yes, it is, yes. This is an excuse now that they can have to say, okay, it's very expensive, but if I make a an Asoka game, even if it's mediocre, right? Even if it's a six out of ten, just because it's made by I don't know remedy it's going to sell you know it will make its money back and make a profit even if it's a mediocre triple a game but just because it's an asoka triple a game it will make its money back so if it's decent or good or great you're in it's it's like printing money it's like guaranteed money so i i foresee a lot of triple a studios making it's because the, the whole thing of last gen was like well not last gen i said ps3 era was like sequels like those like threes you know at the end of the ps3 era there were a lot of like gears of war three and uncharted three and all that stuff three you know like, like it was sequel 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 you know mgs4 
So instead of relying on sequels, now they'll probably do licensed games. Because this gen, they did try in the beginning, they actually did try to bring out new IP. You know, I, I feel like they tried. In, in, you know, like Bloodborne, uh, Sunset Overdrive. Uh, there was that game by the, 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 the Mega Man guy, ReCore. You know, they did, they actually tried Horizon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah true, true. But and they, yeah, and I guess some of them didn't really pan out. Into this gen. IP is important. Yeah. To, I like, guess I don't think we're going to see as many new IP this gen compared to last gen because I think they're going to go for safety first. Yeah. And the, the, the safest, sure bet is licensing a big... A licensed game. Yeah, a licensed game, basically. Which is... Now, based on that, why did Marvel's Avengers fail? <laughs> because that's I like the easiest about... slam dunk, right? Look, this says something about... You know, I don't want to be harsh, but it says something about the studio it was handed to. Crystal Dynamics, you, you know what I'm saying? Look, there's a Crystal wow. Dynamics have always look. Crystal Dynamics have had one issue, and that is their games seem to be more expensive than they put out. You know, when a game is said to be super high budget and super expensive, there's a certain air you're supposed to see about that game. Mm which you're not seeing with Marvel's Avengers or even the Tomb Raider games. I don't know, maybe, I don't know. There's something wrong at Crystal Dynamics, I think. <laughs> I think what you're saying is the marketing. They failed to make it feel prestige. Because the, the Tomb Raider games, I feel, especially when uh, the second one, which was exclusive to Xbox for a while, that felt prestige because I feel like Microsoft made it feel like, they made it feel big, you know, it's like, this is, you know, is it Shadow, the second one? Yeah. Or Rise? I rise, Rise. Rise, yeah, they're like Rise of the Tomb Raider, Xbox One, exclusive. And it's like, okay, this is a big game. I feel like it's just their marketing that fails them. Because even Deus Ex, um, Mankind Divided, I think Crystal Dynamics helped with that. I, I don't think they managed to make it feel as big as it is supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I guess marketing does matter. But even then, you just look at the game in terms of a production values point of view, it doesn't feel like it's one of that. It's a super expensive game. By the way, Avengers did sell kind of well. It sold like three million copies or something. It's just that that's probably not enough to meet its budget. Meanwhile, Final Fantasy VII Remake sells three million copies and it's a massive success. So it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It feels like in terms of budget allocation, there's something wrong at like Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, the thing is that the type of game that Avengers was is that it was supposed to be a game that it's supposed to be the new Destiny, you know, it, it's one of those, but it's not. Like people played, people played Monster Hunter more than they played Avengers, you know, and Monster Hunter wasn't really meant to be this online game that everyone plays all the time. Because I remember even guides like, or articles for a while there, like for like six months, people were like writing guides and like the best builds in Monster Hunter world. And it's like people were playing it like it's Destiny. You know, they were like, they were doing dailies and stuff like that. And that wasn't really the main goal of Monster Hunter World. You could do that, but that's, that's not really how they marketed it. it. It was just a good game, right? Where Avengers, the whole point of it was, it's that game. It's a game that you come to every day uh, with your three friends. 
and people played it for like 40 hours and were like, I'm done. It's sad, but this is what it is. But like I've said, you're asking why isn't Avengers a slam dunk? I I feel it's because of the studio itself. You know, no offense to Crystal Dynamics, I just don't think you know you're the best <laughs> compared to what some of our contemporaries like Rocksteady have done with some of their contemporaries like Rocksteady have done with superhero IP or of course Insomniac, the obvious ones. And it's it raises a question again. You know, people are saying massive entertainment. And Ubisoft is like, oh, they're worried about Star Wars. But then you remember that, oh, wait, Ubisoft games are the bread and butter of the market. Everybody wants those Ubisoft open world games. So it's like, oh, Lucasfilm Games did their research. Going, by going to Ubisoft, they, there's a possibility that whenever this Star Wars game comes out, which, by the way, these Lucasfilm games are going to take a long while to come out. I'm expecting them to all come out post-2023. Because they seem to be just an announcement to come up with that hype. Yeah, I'm thinking 2024 plus. That's my honest. Yeah. 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 But whenever it does come out, it's going to be a massive success because, you know, they've given it to Ubisoft. Ubisoft make commercial successes at the end of the day. They do. Machine games is a bit, uh, you know, it's a bit tricky in terms of them making commercial success. But... Uh, under the Bethesda, which under Bethesda, which is under you know big Microsoft, we could see something. So it's like yeah, and it's Todd Howard, we, man. Todd Howard, god of selling things, even if they are buggy. But <laughs> I think there's now a more conscious effort from IP holders to give their you know that there will be a more conscious effort and going forward. We're going to see more of this. So that i pose a question what's your dream ip slash studio collaboration and what is your realistic take of what do you think is actually going to happen which ip holder do you think is actually going to take advantage and we're going to see some good games out of that ip you don't even have to predict the studio just think of which ip you think is hot enough at the time okay and then we're going to see something this upcoming game Okay, so my dream IP at the moment, because I'm such a big Star Wars fan, I would really like to see an Ahsoka third-person um, game, like a third-person action game, done by Guerrilla. I think they can do a really good job with that. Like a linear third-person, some RPG-ish elements, uh, done by those guys. I think that would be really, really, really cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that would be... I mean, and the thing about licensed games is that one of my favorite games of all time is a licensed game, The Walking Dead by Telltale Games. At, uh, for, at a, for, ah, yeah. for, like, for a while there, Telltale was like the go-to for certain, a certain kind of game, right? And um, the, the, the adventure game. Point yeah. and adventure game, not, not yeah. point and click, but yeah. Yeah, they, they did a really good job. Um, I would also like my dream, my other dream one would be hmm, this, I have the studio in mind. I, I'm just trying to think which IP would work with them. 
don't nod yeah yeah a don't nod style game but with like a like a one of these stuffy tv dramas you know <laughs> i don't know so i'll think i'll think Ooh. of an ip but i would like to see them do a licensed game because i think they have the chops for something they can be kind of the new telltale but i feel like they got telltale's formula and just made it better i think so they're they're really interesting um a realistic one what? huh i feel like all the realistic ones have been taken up man like the, the harry potter one what ip is coming i feel like we need an mcu harry potter yeah i feel like we need a we actually do need an mcu type game like we actually need like wolverine i think or something or x-men right like a proper x-men um game i really want a good x-men game again because i like x-men legends 2 on ps2 so much so that i I never played that i've heard i've heard good stories about that i I would like a actually here's a here's here's another dream one an mcu game by rockstar in a rockstar style game but not in gta in a very oscar baity red dead redemption 2 style <laughs> i know that's very me and I, I i don't think many people would want that from their superheroes but I, i i can foresee that whole you know like switching protagonists from gta 5 but you put that in red dead kind of thing and then it's like i don't know i can see it in my head i don't know if i don't know if you can see it too <laughs> i'll have to think on it <laughs> <laughs> what are yours i'm still thinking of mine what 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 are yours because of my inclination to japanese ips over western ips of course i want to have more more actually good anime games right now if you okay. want a good anime game you can literally just have to ask arc systems work to make a fighting game for you that's the yeah that's the easy thing to do yeah i never even thought about anime man. Like, when it comes to anime the options are endless <laughs> the problem is anime ip holders probably won't go to uh, western devs and that's what bothers me because i'd like to see that sort of collab mm-hmm. i mean i've got a quick one you know I've got a quick one off the top of my head. Although it's not a very big IP. Um but the style just screams it. Uh I would like to see uh Made in Abyss. I don't know if you um if yeah, you're aware. I know Made in Abyss. Yeah, Made in Abyss but by Onuma. Like Onuma's like I'm not making Zelda, I'm making Made in Abyss now. For the next 3 years I'm making a Made in Abyss video game. <laughs> Oh, Numa is the guy who does. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It will be interesting that uh, you know him taking on such a weird, wacky world. And I'd like to see a lot of his game design principles and such a game. That that sounds interesting. But yeah, you know, what I want is just high quality anime or Japanese licensed games, you know. Mm. That means getting Platinum or Capcom to do it like then just do it what what like, what genre Capcom... though what genre and what what ip what genre because i feel like that's really important because i feel like First the all, ultimate ninja storm yeah. games the trilogy though more than three but like ultimate ninja storm three specifically okay. i think they really like they came into their own they 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 got a formula down and, and it was like 
good. You know, yeah. I enjoy those games. Yeah, that's what's this, the 3D brawler, you know, the multiplayer 3D brawler, ar- arena brawler. Yeah, I but the, the story that. mode though was also good. Mode that. Yeah, true, but like that's not what I want. I want an actual action game or an actual fighting game. The fighting games we are being serviced, but like I don't like those 3D arena brawlers because they feel like a sort of half step between a fighting game and an action game, which doesn't really appeal to me. Uh, uh. So you know, it could be that or a turn-based RPG. Basically, just you know, anything. That's not that type of 3D brawler, or something that's got you know like, yeah, like this Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. That's kind of like what I want, but by a better developer. So like you know, if it's possible that Bandai Namco doesn't have all the licensed IPs and then just sells it on CyberConnect, that would be great. Like you know, give Capcom one of those. Of course, you know we know Capcom's plans for the next eight, eight, seven years or something. So not them, but like. You know, give a decent, give one of Square Enix's good business units one. Give uh, Platinum Games a good license game. You know that sort of thing. Yeah, That's, I think uh, I think Platinum would work uh, for uh, like character action games. I guess character action games can work for most anime. You know, look, look uh, I'll, I'll give an example. You know, me and Bleach don't see eye to eye right now. <laughs> I've got a I've got a very bad relationship with Bleach because I really liked it at first, and then it became bad very fast. But it, I think a game, a Bleach game by Platinum, would be great. Yes, I'm not a character action guy, but a Bleach. I think Bleach fits the bill super well for character action. I agree 100%. Yes. That's the sort of you know where when the I wanted so that when the Japanese devs see what the Western devs are doing with their IP or the Japanese IP holders see what the Western IP holders are doing, then they catch on and like hey if we give them to the actual good studios, we might actually get super quality games, which appeal to people in worldwide. That's yeah, what I want. And something to note about anime licensed games is that they make a lot of money like and the west doesn't really like they pay make, attention look, they, to them they make money relative they make money relative to their budget that's how it feels like true but like they're always in like money. the top 20 though like of sales like like a kakarot slips in there all the time or a one piece game or even that my hero game that came out like there's always like an a, like a weird anime game you're like that was in the top 20 of the year really and it's like yeah it, it made it and it's like that's okay so if those games are managing to break into top 20 you're telling me that a, an insomniac level i don't know dbz game or an insomniac um my hero academia game won't be top 10 maybe even top 5 games of the year i i, I actually this is, think so this is why i give the example dragon ball fighters was a massive sales success because they said we're going to get one of the best in the biz to do it and you saw what happened yeah. that's the sort of quality and care that i want put into these anime games you know for years we'll get these budokai tenkaichi whatever uh 3d arena games and then jojo kept on getting 3d arena games naruto 3d arena games but then you see that oh uh what has dragon ball gotten it's gotten 
Fighters and Xenoverse, both of which have had a very high amount of care put into them. And it's like it shows with the sales and the quality and the reception. Mm-hmm. I just want that for more stuff apart from Dragon Ball. I agree. So, so you 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 haven't said which I guess Bleach though. I know. Yeah. I said the, the the Bleach thing. The Bleach thing. Okay. <laughs> I would really like to see that because despite me not being a fan of you know the later parts, I think it could make a really really good video game. It would. It would make a very good video Especially game. Especially if you even do something like uh, you know it. Here's the thing with IP, which Star Wars has quickly realized, it does not have to be an adaptation. Can be a side story. Yes, because it's not too fanficky. You can just do a side story, and it can be great. Absolutely, like Mandalorian has done that, and uh, Jedi Fallen oh, Order Jedi Fallen done Order. that. Yeah, you can just say, "Oh, during a time there was a, there was some nonsense in Soul Society, and then they you know give you some random Shinigami, and then do a story on that." Yeah. Harry Potter is doing the same. This uh, Hogwarts Legacy is not an adaptation. It's you know it's a side story. So I think when yeah. they also when the Eastern IP holders also get that in their heads, then it doesn't have to be an adaptation, and that they can do side stories as the basis for their licensed games. We can actually really go somewhere. Yeah, because if you imagine the Naruto game, because what what you have now is the entire world and some characters, but not the, the narrative of what already exists so you have the world and some characters yeah, and then you put a new character in the naruto world and say make a game around this and maybe he might interact with naruto once or twice maybe he'll meet itachi yeah, or whatever exactly. so yeah, make, make a naruto game post you know post the main naruto story and the story is about you know while naruto is trying to rebuild the ninja society or whatever you know yeah yeah uh you're catching rogue you're catching mission. rogue nin or something Rogue guy. Yeah. Yeah, that that can be so cool. That's the sort of thing I want. Yeah. And then you give it to a quality dev, and it, it would be great. It would. It would. It would. You give the Assassin's Creed team to make a Naruto game. How about that? Could <laughs> work. Could work. It actually could, though. Like I'm not even going to deny it could work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't hate the Ubisoft's quality like other people do. I I find them sort of like comfort food when they get cheap and just like I'm going to play Ubisoft game to be a fun time. But yeah, it could be great. Speaking of Ubisoft, I guess at this point saying that you want a Splinter Cell game is almost the same as asking for an IP thing. But yeah, like because there yeah, are Tom Clancy, <laughs> Tom Clancy's games have become so ingrained in gaming culture that people think they're gaming IP before their books. At this yeah, point. and yeah. that's kind of interesting. Of course, you know, we might not see much of Tom Clancy's games anymore because after what happened at the Capitol in America, <laughs> I don't think that they were bothered by that at all because that's the entire plot of the Division too. At least, yeah. Does the division two release after that happened? Good question. If it was Kojima, he would because you know he's Kojima. But yeah. uh, <laughs> and the thing is that does it help that they say um, that it's not Our saying games anything? Are political. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If anything, games like the division probably empower that sort of person. But I think we are going very off. <laughs> we are. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a real? I'm I'm failing to come up with a realistic c- 
because I feel like anything I say will be kind of like I'm reaching. Like, what's a realistic IP like, like that could come up? Like, what's something realistic that you could match an IP and a studio? I think we're going to get the prestige Lord of the Rings game. You know, we've gotten the Middle Earth games, which are both, you know, they're both well received, sold well, and all that. Mm. But I think it's time, you know. With the Amazon series coming up, we might get a prestige Lord of the Rings game soon. Ooh, what about a Game of Thrones like prestige uh, game? That IP, the IP is tarnished. The you IP think so? You think so? Are you sure? Like a it's it's in a, a bad. A, uh, I'm trying to think of a studio that can do a Game of Thrones game, something that's heavy on the st- a Naughty Dog Game of Thrones game. You know? Yeah, but would Naughty Dog want to work on it? Oh That's no, 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 saying. not Naughty Dog. Um, yeah. this God of War guys, a God of War style Santa, Mo- Santa Monica, but Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So this, this is what I'm saying. Like, uh, we're in a point where I think the studios would also want to have to work on the game. Yeah. Give it to Blue Point. So, they yeah. can do anything. <laughs> they, they they need a base first. I I really can't wait to see. If Blue Point eventually make a game by themselves, not a remake, that would be really interesting. But uh, the idea is, you know, the developer should also want to work on the game. So I feel like a bunch of game devs are going to try and avoid Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's something that left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths. Man, think of the story, the revival of Game of Thrones. Man, is coming from, from because isn't there aren't they making another show there's a there's a new show coming out right they make a yeah. movie i believe yeah movie. so something to I think coincide after, you know, with that i think after gauging the reception to the movie to that movie or whatever if it's actually good then we can get a proper idea of where the ip stands because mm-hmm. first of all george martin is still seen in good standing Mm-hmm. That's one, you know. People still respect him despite him taking forever and all that. People still respect George Martin, but we don't know if there's apathy towards the facts. You know, so we'll see how the next Game of Thrones material does. I was actually thinking, what about like a a? This is such an old IP. I don't know if it's even worth anything. A Rambo game in the style of Far Cry, because that's basically Rambo, what. It, and that could actually be kind of sick. It would. <laughs> and this but... what Far Cry. Uh, Four was yeah. Three and four were. Although I'm, I'm thinking like, does that even carry in? Does Rumble even like carry any weight? Is there any other IP that could work with Far Cry's style? Uh, I can't think of anything. I was about to say Cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I would love to see a, a a Blade Runner game in the style of Deus Ex something like that that would be cool that would be that that would be interesting that would be interesting that would be interesting it would it actually would i feel like um but, you know, even in me, media uh, or oh, dune a dune game that's gonna be big for a while we had one on ps2 didn't we the, the only Dune game I knew was a uh, RTS on the on the PC a while, like a while in the early nineties. <laughs> That's the the the, the, yeah. the Dune game I remember. I don't know if it was a PS2 one. It's possible, but I think like with the Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, like I mean, it's gonna be, it's supposed to be. I I hope it it is. I, I don't know if it will be. It's supposed to be the next big fantasy 
franchise, Lord of the Rings style IP thing. So, you know, and that's why they've cast these two young yeah, leads. That's how you know? it. Yeah, like with these two, mm-hmm. like early 20 year olds, uh, they're supposed to be in it for the next 10 years or whatever, because it is a long franchise. So, if you have a yeah. Timothy Chalamet as Zendaya leading the cast and the games, I think that works. I see what you mean. I do see what you mean. So Dune, anyway, we'll see if the movie franchise takes off because, you know, things are kind of looking weird after the director and studio had a falling out. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. There's lots of IP with potential right now. Mm. Uh, you know, it, as far as Japanese go, Demon Slayer, of course, the big thing. Oh, my goodness. Yes. What yeah. do you think can work? Because I feel like anything Demon Slayer touches is just gold. Like anything, they can fart and people will buy the fart. Like what? <laughs> what though would be like the slam dunk move for Demon Slayer? The thing is, Demon Slayer did get a game recently, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yes, I do remember the trailer for that. Is it out? I remember seeing the trailer, and the trailer looked sick. Oh. The thing is, it's CyberConnect 2, and their development kind of got hit by COVID, so it's been quiet for a while. Ah. But I think that could be a hit. Could be a hit, not because of CyberConnect, but because, oh. you know, it's demons there. <laughs> Your lack of faith in CyberConnect is... Dude, have, like, oh my god, you should see... The, like, the trailer is so good, man. Like, it actually looks good. It actually looks good. But, you know, my point is, you know, demons there could be really big, could be interesting. I think, you know, there's a bright future for licensed games. Mm. How it affects development of, you know, new IP. I'm in a state where I don't want any of PlayStation Studios to touch any more licensed games. I think mm. Spider-Man is enough. I think I it's, not the, want... it's not the only one they own. Do they own anything else? Exactly. Exactly. It's just Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man is enough. There was, a, there was talk, remember that when before they announced Suicide Squad, people were like, it's going to be a it's gonna be a Wonder Woman game, it's going to be a Superman game, it's going to be a Wonder Woman game. I, I would really like to see a Wonder Woman game. This new movie was not good, sadly, but yeah. uh, I don't know, has that tarnished Wonder Woman's allure? Can you make a Superman Absolutely video not. game? Is it possible to make a Superman video game? You know, I feel like you could do there's so much discussion around super superman is you know is like one of the most interesting characters because everyone is always debating oh you can't do a superman story because he's too strong how do you make him relatable if you're not going to make him relatable then you have to do a a dark brooding story about, <laughs> about what if he was the evil? struggles of his power <laughs> Yeah, what if he was evil? How does he struggle with his complex of being a savior? And then, you know, those discussions are extremely tiring, one. (laughs) But two, they also extend into video games. And this time, they're actually practical. Because how do you make a Superman video game without nerfing him badly with a MacGuffin? Without the game being just him ripping stuff apart? Does that mean you're just going to make a Superman Mousseau and then throw him on an alien planet and then he destroys everything? I feel like it's just see i'm one of the people who think superman is just a bad character like i legitimately truly believe that i think he's just not a it's just not a good character like he's too op there's nothing compelling about I, him he's such an americana boy just like, yeah 
shoot this potential. How do you make him work? Like, how do you make Superman work? Without doing the cliche, what if he was evil? What if he's brooding, whatever? What if you nerf him? Like, how do you make him work? Um, I don't know. Make it a Musou and put him on the Indian planet <laughs> and have him destroy everything. <laughs> that sounds so lazy, though, man. Like, is a Musou game actually going to work for Superman? Like, is that actually going to make money? Hyrule Warriors is making big bucks. <laughs> <sighs> but is it making Breath of the Wild money? No. See? I don't know. I just, Fine. I don't, I don't think Superman works. I, I really don't. I, 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 I can, I can see he's, everyone else working. I can see. He's a difficult character to work. He is. I think a Joker game can work. Like you make a game about hmm. the Joker. Hmm. That can actually work. <laughs> you, you mean the prestige Oscar bait game showing how his, his descent into being the Joker, you know, like the movie. Something like that could work, or even him being a the the you know the foil to Batman, making you know finding a way to like because I don't think his whole goal is to beat Batman. It's just to kind of mess with him, just messing with Batman and Batman's dudes, you know, as the Joker. I think that can work. There's many different ways you can make a Joker game work. And that's the difference between an interesting character and a character who is not interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, like <laughs> Superman, there are good stories of Superman out there. They it's, just, it's really hard to adapt them into, or into other forms of media that are not comics. True, true, true. true. It, it, it is tricky. Like, what are the other big IPs that exist that are not, say, not uh, superhero? Problem is, all the... All the stuff. big stuff that exists right now are dramas. The dramas, all the big stuff are dramas. That's the problem. Like, like which ones? I'm, I'm like just saying. Oh, let's look at the big stuff on Netflix, mm. and what everyone is watching on Netflix. It's mostly you know stuff which is kind of tricky to adapt into a video game. But that's where a developer like Don't Nod, I guess, comes to shine. You can make it Don't Nod. Exactly. Nod's. Exactly. The Crown. That's why right? so many of them were running. Okay. Like the crown in a don't know the style game, you know? Or Queen's Gambit or something. I don't know. <laughs> was, well, looking at the most popular stuff on Netflix, you know, then I thought, hey, the witch would make a good video game. Like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they try, how IP holders try and leverage video games being as big as they are right now. Mm. I think we'll, we'll see some really interesting things towards the halfway point and midway uh, end of this journey. I think there's a, there's a really bright future for licensed games right now because of how valuable IP are. Yeah, yeah, true. Speaking of, though, I want to... Um, talk about some of the like, right. I, I want to know like what are some of mm-hmm. your favorite and or best licensed games you've played over the years oh man if I haven't made it already obvious by now I love the Batman and Spider-Man games <laughs> <laughs> yeah those are very good I've, I played uh, Asylum Arkham Asylum I love mm-hmm. Arkham Asylum amazing game fantastic it's still the best one i guess technically if you if you really want to be technical my actual favorite uh, licensed games are the kingdom hearts games <laughs> does that count is that really a licensed 
but yeah. that's like you know, you, at that point you're reaching for what the word likes it's yeah new. that's it's a new ip right it's a new ip isn't it it is right you're, standing, you're, you're running around with the word of frozen it counts as a new ip but it's i feel like kingdom hearts is such a, a beast of itself that it it's just it's just its own thing at this point it's just completely that's, its own that's, you could make spin-offs of kingdom hearts be technical yeah. <laughs> yeah precisely yeah i like the batman games the spider-man games i'm quite a big fan of the lord of the rings games from ps2 Return yes of the King. me too big fan of that game those were good they had different X-Men systems too was great yeah mm, mm, mm. i think the ps2 had like really good licensed games there was a game called narc I, I liked that game. I know really weird pick whatever, but like it <laughs> I'm assuming it was like a a, a a a licensed game. I think it was a licensed game. I hope I'm right. There was The Warriors by Rockstar. I liked that game. That was actually I, I had a lot of fun with that game. What else was that? Uh, Spider-Man 2, which was based off of the movie. Yeah, I, I always hear good things about that one. Fantastic video game. Uh I think at, before this Spider-Man came out it was the benchmark for like licensed uh superhero games. Um well Arkham I guess also but like super super good game. Uh I like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NES game. I played a lot of that. I played a lot of that. There was the X-Men game on the Sega Genesis. Very good game. Uh Man, Aladdin and Snake. Aladdin was very good. Yes, I enjoyed that game. I also like Lion King. I don't know if it's just nostalgia, but I really enjoyed Lion King on the That's on the that's NES. the one which has got a reputation for being extremely difficult. Yes, it is extremely difficult, but it's <laughs> but it's good fun, good fun. Um yeah, I wish I could find the VHS where I recorded me beating that game, man. That's how much it meant to me to to beat that game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't remember how I plugged in my console to the VHS to to do all that. That was the whole thing. Um, yeah. Um there was a RoboCop game on the Genesis. I think it was RoboCop. No, not RoboCop. Terminator. Terminator 2. Not RoboCop. Terminator 2. Oh, yes. Okay. On the Genesis. I I liked that game. That was quite good. Yeah, there was, there was been a bunch of licensed games that were, were good that came out. Um, I guess I Golden like Eye Super counts, Star Wars. right? Does Golden Eye count? One of the greatest of all time. It does count. It does. It does? Yeah. Although the the, the mission you know, was you not know the really... thing with some licensed games, they're they're so successful that you end up forgetting that they're a licensed game. Yeah, yeah. Although That's the Golden Eye deals with Golden Eye. It never really followed the the story of the story, movie. no. Yeah, so it doesn't I feel like they just used the name, you know. <laughs> and made their own thing. And made their own <laughs> thing, yeah. And then even the games that came after Golden Eye like Nightfire and uh Everything or Nothing. Do those counters licensed? I guess they are, right? Cuz uh, Yeah, they are, right? They are. Yeah, cuz it's 007. Yeah. Based on IP, based yeah. on IP. So yeah, yeah I get. Those went great. Those, those were just, good. Yeah. And speaking of James Bond, is there yeah. a new one coming yeah. out? 
they made by the Hitman guys. Correct? Yes. Oh my God, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> Match made in heaven. That's going to be amazing. Match I hope, made in heaven. I hope they keep the cheese. I hope they keep the camp, man. Like they have to keep that that cheesy campy stuff in there because that James Bond is he's cheesy. You know he is. Well, the James Bond I know anyway. Like, uh, Daniel, uh, not Daniel. Daniel Craig is not very cheesy, but yeah, like they they they, they could mm. do that. Good work. That's another example. I did look IP holders selecting quality devs. I think there's a very exciting future for licensed games going forward. I really hope that the Eastern devs catch on personally, but you know, even if it's just Western devs, it will still be really cool to see. I'm, I'm looking forward to it personally. Me too. Me too. Um, and on that note, I think uh, I think we've pretty much covered everything which I wanted to say on licensed games on today's episode. I feel yeah. it's timely because of how big those uh, Lucasfilm games announcements were. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, no, I agree. Not Activision message. <laughs> I, I agree, I agree. Um, just to recap like, the, the big announcements, because we kind of glossed over them. Um, there's a Todd Howard directed um, Indiana Jones game being made by Machine Games, which is kind of a big deal that's going to be an xbox exclusive that's a really big deal you know <laughs> it's indiana jones <laughs> uh there was the massive entertainment stars oh yes 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 the massive entertainment yeah massive entertainment star wars game yeah so yeah those are the the, the two big ones which i guess kind of uh sparked this conversation yeah, and speaking yeah, of yeah. which the um the Harry Potter game is delayed to next year. <laughs> so the delays have started as we predicted. So uh, look forward to more of that happening in the future. Thanks guys for listening. Uh, you can tell us what some of your dream pairings are for licensed IPs and game studios, which ones you think would work, which ones you think are realistic and so on. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next one next time. Bye.